I'm your man Edward Shelton from Starting Over Podcast, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This is Swag Nito with Clicks TV, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is Skylar from Generation Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H. Hi, this is Ryan Morgan with Glass Cabinet Films, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm Amber. And I'm Jason from Married with Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I have with me my cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. Oh, that's adorable. I didn't know it was your good friend. And the man who does more teabagging than a 12-year-old playing Halo. The man who handles more bots than a backroom FedEx worker. The man who fills more gaps than a cock gun. And the man who spent more time on the mound than Satchel Paige. Hey, how you doing? Mr. Drew Alderson. You're listening to Dialect for Hero Clicks episode 115, where we're in a the party room. Is that what we're going to call this, the party room? We got party room. Street Fighter going on in one corner. We got <laughs> strippers in cages in the other. Male strippers on the other. Oh, I didn't go that far. I, we, why do we have to designate the... I'm in all the corners. So, today we're going to be covering the numerous spoilers we've missed over the last two weeks. We did miss last week, unfortunately. But you know what? Life happens. Does it? It, I it does. I, I think we could have avoided missing last week. I know Austin doesn't have a life, but Drew and I have a life. I do have a life. And from time to time, it can you know it can interfere with things. So we may be missing every other week from time to time. It just depends on what's going on. But we already got into episode one fifteen, so that's over two straight years. One hundred and eight episodes. Yeah, we're over the two year mark already. Shout out to Austin's mom. <laughs> My mom just walks in here and she's like yelling crap in the background. Mom, <laughs> trying to record a podcast in the garage. We need more cheesy poofs. Just all of the jokes I've said over the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Come now when Drew and I make mom jokes, Austin's not going to threaten to call. He's just going to go get her just directly. Bring her. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to talk about the spoilers. We've got a lot of the gods from Wonder Woman to talk about. And right. then uh, we're going to talk about Kingdom Come. Actually, a whole set... Well, yeah, we have actually the majority of the set as far as but, knowing uh, what the figures are. No KGB agent. Thank God. I mean, I was just praying to Jesus this morning. I was like, don't give Austin Smith nothing. Dear baby Jesus. He's got three expedition <laughs> lands or something. Two. I'm, look, I'm looking for a third. So let's kick it off. We'll fly through these. Start Get with it? Get uh, it? Because uh, Hermes? Got, I know. That was the joke. That was the joke. That Hermes. Is so funny. So we were hoping that we were going to get all the... Wonder Woman gods, and while we don't have all of them, from what I've seen, they've officially spoiled, we're going to talk about uh, Hermes, Hades, and Firstborn, and then on the box, there is um, Apollo. So those that's four we know of for sure so far. Now, have we got an Ares yet? When they, no, I have not seen an Ares. Now when Scott Porter, which this will lead us into news, that Scott Porter video where he did the unboxing... He pulled a Artemis, he did. so there's an Artemis. So we know five now for sure. We don't know the dials of all of them, but we know that they actually exist. So, all right, um, I'll kick us off with Hermes. Now you'll notice all of these gods have the same traits. So we're only going to read it this one time, and then uh, yeah, we won't read it for every one of these because they're all pretty much exactly the same. So all the gods have this trait called divine aura, and it's aura. They can't be targeted by outwit or prob. From opposing characters unless the targeting character has a higher point value or has the deity keyword. All of these gods do, of course, have the deity keyword. Most of them also have uh, mystical. 
So Hermes actually does also have the Speedster. That's right. And the Herald keyword. So Hermes is pretty cool because his dial doesn't have any special powers. It's just uh, a 140 point good hypersonic kind of flying around. There's a lot of those. Uh, in this I get it. He's flying around because he's got wings on his feet. Right. But he has this cool trait where he gets the little, you know, the medical stick snakes. He gets, at the beginning of the game, you get to place two of these snakes, bystander tokens, as described on the card. You can give him a power action if there are none, and you can place two adjacent next to him. So basically, he's never going to run out of these right. if you really want them. They are tiny size, and they have a nine attack and support. With super senses. With super senses and precision strike, if that matters to you. So, I mean, well, he's got his own good. medics that he can just generate at any on a whim. These guys are annoying. Which is really um, cool. Or you can use them for tie-up. Yeah, with super senses. Do know that they're worth 17 points apiece. They are. This is a good point, Drillarson. I almost forgot. So, uh, you, you know. They will score them. They the will score will score. Uh, so, I mean, you kind of have to pay attention. But it's I a like shame the they're not 25 points, so you can just throw them in there and send Ghost Rider revving up, you know? <laughs> just Ghost Rider with medical snakes. But overall, I like the dial, I like the sculpt. A lot of these sculpts are looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I like that trade. It's flavorful on all these. Here comes Big Daddy, though. Austin Smith, you want to talk about Hades real quick? I actually really like Hades. Um, he's the sculpt a, is badass. Let's see, what are we looking at here? Uh, We're looking at 235 points. He ignores hindering on line of fire. Um, what makes Hades really good is, like Hermes, he only has traits. He's got the Divine Aura trait. Um, he has Doom's Doorway swings both ways. When a bystander character... When a non-bystander non character is KO'd... Sorry, I just, Doom's I just thought of a joke with <laughs> Dr. Doom's. Victor Von Doom and, you know, his swinger lifestyle where he swings <laughs> both ways. Oh, a little the, bit of ring, a little Doom bit of suit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Little stretchy little I'm sure invisible. if we do a simple Google search, we'll find images that are, yeah. uh, depict just that exactly. Anyway, I, continue. I'm going to just assume the internet's full of this shit. Continue, Austin. <laughs> when a non-bystander character is KO'd, place a bystander token adjacent to Hades as described on this card. If this character was 100 points or more, it's a suffering or less. soul. Or less. it's a suffering soul. Otherwise, Otherwise it's a heroic soul. So the suffering, before we continue, is this one right here. And it's a leap climb, eight movement, nine attack, end cap, sixteen toughness, two damage, shape change, with no combat symbols. If it's higher than a hundred, you get heroic soul, which is ten movement, charge, eleven attack, super strength, six range, one bolt, seventeen defense, imperv, three damage. Is that prob control, Hunter Smith? These things are a little good. They're a little good. Is a that good. prob control, Hunter Smith? The, the only problem is you got to be chucking one hundred point figures at your it's opponent. True. But it doesn't say it has to be your, your characters character. or their characters. Oh, yeah, that's both. true. But that's any true. character that dies. As long as you're the idea that if I kill a 100-point character of theirs, I get a prob controller until yeah. they kill it. And a charge that potentially hits for, like, five damage. damage. Well, it won't be able to pick oh, it won't be, yeah. Yeah. We're not done, though, Austin. And then he's got the third trait. Defy me at your peril. When an opposing character's special power is revealed that would stop its dial from turning, its controller must choose. Either deal it one unavoidable damage or that character... A deal one unavoidable damage to that character or modify Hades' combat values plus one for the rest of the game. And you can keep stacking that, I mean, yep. if it really came Top down plus to seven, so that way they can never negative you down. Other than that, he's kind of a finesse range he's based very... character. He does have ten range, one bolt. But he has no moving attack on his top dial. Right, and he has pulse wave, so it's going to be a little difficult to set up the pulse wave. Yeah, this but he true. has mystics, yeah. which is nice. Um... He yeah. has, of course, the Divine Aura thing to protect him from being outwitted. A lot of so, steel energy towards the end. This guy's not 
He's not, you know, he's... He, he's fun. I don't think he's, you know, He's not going to be meta-worthy. I don't think any of these gods are going to be competitive, but they look pretty fun to play on the, a big yeah. points game. I mean, he's got, like, he rolls on to 12 attack, 5 damage, running shot, Pinsai. I mean, with 10 range, yeah, that's Yeah, the good. third and fourth clicks are the best-looking ones for him. This guy right here. <laughs> Last but not least, we have Firstborn. You want to talk about him, Drew? Yeah, sure. Uh, Firstborn is a big guy. <laughs> he has divine aura. kind of guy. Yep, you know it. He's got the divine aura. Um, he's got this thing called Scion of Hate. All characters within three squares can use Battle Fury. Friendly characters adjacent to Firstborn modify their attack values by plus one. Ooh. I always like pieces that give Battle Fury. It's always it, fun. It's good. It's... As a ranged player, I hate pieces that give Battle Fury. <laughs> He's got this thing called, he's got charge, he's got a special attack ability, he can use super strength, he can also use quake with a lock damage value of 3. Which we've seen that a few times now. And it's always amazing when when it's actually used. Um, This guy's pretty good, he's just, you know, in keeping with the theme of this set, uh, he's just very straightforward, uh, he's got charge, super strength, uh, exploit. With mm. an 18 Invincible, which is really good top down. 12 attack. 12 I mean, attack. he does cost 200 points. I just but... want to bring up, this guy's got a 3 damage locked value quake with, what's that symbol on his dial there? He's giant the size. He's giant size. Yeah. So everything within two squares is getting smacked. The only problem, and you can say this about all the gods, or, or sorry, the, there's, a, there's a good thing I want to bring up and a bad thing about yeah. this guy in particular. The good thing is, while they don't have power cosmic or quintessence, that Divine Aura trait really does help, especially him, because they're going to have to be more than 200 points right. to outwit yeah. him. So, most likely, he ain't getting outwitted. Um, or they have to have Deity keyword, which is a very rare keyword in, in general. So I feel like that's a very creative way to help. I agree. Him. I think this was a good design choice, the whole Divine Aura As opposed Aura to trait. Power Cosmic, which is pretty ridiculous. And then... Um, the only beef I have with this guy is those is clicks four, five, and six with that plasticity. Yeah, lack of movement attack. Generally, I wouldn't care that much, but it's a two hundred point attack based piece. Like yeah. I want him to have sidestep or flurry or charge. And what, <laughs> what I find even worse though is his flurry steel energy clicks heal up into those clicks. Yeah, which I I don't want that. Once he, he does also have the animal keyword though. So he does. Yeah, very interesting. So yeah, uh, overall cool piece too. Now. Keeping in theme with Superman Wonder Woman spoilers, but not related to the gods, we had Brutal, who is the uncommon prime. I'm not familiar with the character. Yeah, Any, either of you guys? Okay. No. Well, it's some sort of apocalypse-type Superman. He's a clone he's of a Superman cl- that was clone, raised in the apocalypse yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is... Okay, then I am familiar with this character. I just didn't... Never heard it called Brutal. Um, keywords, apocalypse, brute, monster, warrior. Three traits. No special powers. He has the weight that's not Superman trait, which we talked about before. If he's on your sideline when your opponent's force is revealed, if your force includes a Superman or Superboy that's equal or higher, you can replace that character with Brutal. And if you do that, then Brutal has to come in with an action token. Brutal has 175 point or 100 point options. Both of them are actually pretty dang good. They right? are. Especially the 175. I really like that top click with the running shot, side blast, 11 attack, 5 damage. It's pretty nice with Psychic Blast. He's the perfect setup of a dial. He has a range, range ranged into Hypersonic, into Charge, into Close Combat Expert. Like, that is perfect. He doesn't have the Indom, um, but he also has two more traits I accidentally skipped over. Second one is when he's closer to an opponent's starting area than his own, he can use Willpower. So there you go. Yeah, Helps you with go. the lack of Indom. 
When a friendly character with the apocalypse keyword is closer to an opponent's starting area than its own, modify that character's uh, attack value plus hey, one. Hunter Smith. Don't usually apocalypse-based characters have a boom tube teleport of some sort to get clear across the map? That's true. Not only that, if you haven't watched the Scott Porter unboxing video yet, there are new Parademon minions yep, in the set are. as well. So, And then you, we just got the two different types in the Trinity War set just here recently. There you go. And then the third trait, he can use super strength, so traded super strength. Opposing characters can't target him without wit unless it's granted by the Superman enemy team ability. That's I really pretty like damn good. Pretty so yeah, I really like this guy. I'm not entirely sure if he's deserving of a prime slot, but overall, I think he's a great. Uh, he's a uh, cool piece. Did we? Speaking of not deserving of prime slots, have we talked about Superman Red yet? No, but we can. That was okay. actually next. I will talk about <laughs> Superman Red because I've got a bone to pick with this guy. All right. Um, oh, so, I should have mentioned at the start. Go to HeroClicks.com to, yeah. to look at all these spoilers. I, if you've been listening to 116 episodes by now, <laughs> true. You don't know where these spoilers are at. You're... So this guy is very conflicting. Um, like, super hard. <laughs> like, Okay, so on both top... He's got two point options. 175, 100. He's mm-hmm. got a special trait. Uh, Superman Red can use Force Blast. Superman Red and adjacent friendly characters ignore damage dealt by energy explosion. Nice. That's Little not... Polar Boy action going that, on. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Um, his top dial is Charge Pulse Wave Enhancement. Okay. Let me repeat that. <laughs> don't you love when they put charge and pulse wave on a piece? I mean, it's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a beef. I with do. As long as, as long as you have a high defense, and he does. He, he does, does have an he's 18 got an prob. So I have no, an issue sorry, with not prob. Enhancement. enhancement. I have an issue with the enhancement. He, you couldn't give him exploit or something? There's one other good thing he does have, though. He keeps that pulse wave for the next three clicks, yeah, and he has true. impervious. This is true. So as long as he doesn't get just fucking ramrodded, <laughs> he's going to still have pulse wave afterwards. He's got four clicks of impervious. That's good. But I just, like, I want to be like, you know, down dial, he's great. But he gets really, he rolls on the hypersonic steel energy, which is fine. That's good. But yeah, he, improv. He heals off the steel, or heals off the hypersonic. He heals off well, the hypersonic. you wouldn't, you would still get to resolve your hypersonic. No, I you know, would, but I mean. But, but then you're all the way back. You run away, and then you're back on charge pulse wave enhancement again. Well, I mean, it, once you learn the dial, you could yeah. decide what. I to don't. Do. I don't like this. Um, this is not a prime to me. This is a joke. I think he's a decent piece. I don't. I agree that I'm not sure he deserves the prime slot. He's I almost a prime would flip flop them. Yeah, Superman Blue's and amazing. And make Blue be the prime because Blue is the one who has the trait that seems meta worthy. Yeah, Superman I mean, Blue's gonna see meta play because. And, and with that being said, let's get into him nah. real quick. Austin, you want to talk about Blue? Yeah, Superman Blue, of course, has the weight that's not Superman trait. Which As, did great. Red, we As did Red. As did Red. We forgot. Um, but Superman Blue's 125 or 50 points. Um, he has a his trait is red energy absorption and release. He can use force blast Superman adjacent friendly characters. Ignore damage dealt by pulse wave. See that seems prime deserving to me. Wait, That's, I think we went over this one last week. Didn't we, we did. We have at one point. Okay, we went over, this is so. nuts. Actually. Yeah, a fifty point figure that allows allies to ignore pulse wave. So I mean, we don't have to like go in depth about him. We just compare him to red. Yeah. Really, is what I mean, compared to red, you're looking at a much cheaper figure. He drops twenty five. Is it twenty five or fifty? So someone at WizKids thought they thought this. I want you to realize this. They thought ignoring pulse wave is less metal is less metal worthy than ignoring energy explosion because Superman Red's at one hundred and like yeah I don't know and he's not great 
And I don't have beef with it because that means I can get this guy cheap. I guess. Yeah, yeah that's, that's um, fine. this guy. This, this guy doesn't have Indom either, whereas Red does, which True. is another thing to point out on the point. Oh value. darn! He's a lot cheaper though, and they both have Superman ally team ability. He's got an eighteen top dial with energy shield. Though. With energy shield. Um, He's I like fucking I him. like the combo of charge pulse wave to a point because you kind of charge and you swing. I wish he had super strength with it though. Even though that'd be ridiculous, because you charge in, you hit him really Great! Hard. How's that enhancement working for you? The enhancement, though, was terrible. That was a horrible choice. For Why does the 50-point version still have the 18 energy shield? How's that fair? I Why the hell it's not, not. <laughs> that is. The... I literally think this is a factory screw-up, like the Prime was supposed to be blue. <laughs> Maybe. It's sincerely dumb. Before we wrap up Superman Wonder Woman spoilers, uh, as we've mentioned already like a dozen times, watch the Scott Porter video we linked on our Facebook page. War Wheel! And he um, unboxed a whole we case. We got about War Wheel. He got I know, one... but I, the sculpt's so good. Correct me if I'm wrong, he got one chase. He got he two got a chases. Chase and a prime per break. He got two chases. I thought I just saw the no. Batman. What else he got he Wonder Woman. Did I saw he? the Wonder Woman. I didn't see the Batman. You um, got the Batman. Okay, you got, got two chases. I thought I only saw the Batman one. Well, you got two chases and a super rare prime in his case. He did get super rare prime, which was Red Lantern Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's a super rare I prime. I knew that was going to be the case, so though. I'm going to have to buy that. But, and I have to have Red Sun Batman. Well, to be fair, it looks you, really good. If you look at the Wonder Wo- or at the War Light set, Red Lanterns were the primes for like everything, pretty much. Yeah. The only sad thing is that we don't know what the other three are because we knew about Wonder Woman. Um, I really hope one's Brainiac. Oh, yeah, we don't know what they are. Maybe Le- it could be Lex, Lex, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Brainiac, Green Lantern. That'd right. be the six to me. It would either be yeah. Brainiac, Green Lantern, or Bizarro. Don't care about Bizarro. I don't think Bizarro. Bizarro he was such a minor. And it's a cool version. No, I'm not saying it, I want yeah, it. No, I'm no. just saying it's whiz kids. That's There's the no logic. That's the potential. It's just Bizarro, like un, unnerved from. Like, no, it's Bizarro that can grab an enemy figure and then just happens to like blow himself up to kill them, and yeah, it becomes like this new super meta. Like Bizarro meta is the new thing forever. We also found out uh, a little over a week ago that we will be getting a Guardians of the Galaxy OP kit. Ooh, I didn't see that. Unfortunately, all f- yeah. all three of the characters are ones we got in the main set. Um, which shows Star Lord, Gamora, and Drax. Which the Gamora and Drax have new uh, new paint jobs, and the it Star-Lord does say that Star Lord will be a totally new sculpt. Yep. I wonder if it'll be but his classic costume. It kind of seems like a missed opportunity because um, we just got both. All three of those characters were in the movie set and in the comic set, and in the Fast Forces, and yeah, and like, in the Gravity Feeds. <laughs> why not give us? Three Guardians because of the Galaxy. That Guardians Give us of another. The Galaxy co- money. We need a new Cosmo. We need a, a, oh, yeah. a different Mantis. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, Maybe they used all their Cosmo sculpts. Maybe there's no Hollywood. <laughs> we didn't get no! Hollywood. Like this Wait, seems like Hollywood? a missed opportunity yeah. to me. You, you put Hollywood. Hollywood swinging. Hollywood swinging. All right, let's go into mailbag before we do uh, sack. Kingdom yeah. Come. The large sack. Up Kingdom Come. Shaq's a little, little low today. That's this is low. becoming a pattern. I'm starting to get worried, Hunter Smith. That's it's like we low. don't have fans anymore. Uh, so RenoCon was asking... Uh, uh, we were going, you know, talking back and forth. Because he is a, a gentleman and a scholar. love letters, what they've been doing. And he, uh, yeah. he does the Dow Design scores with us. And... Uh, Anyways, he was asking our thoughts on Watchmen. He said he's really enjoying our comics discussions, and he's ha- happy to hear about Kingdom Come, which we're going to talk about here in about 5-10 minutes. 
but he wants to know if we were planning on doing Watchmen. We're not planning on doing it, but we can very briefly just talk about. I love. I just all read Watchmen about it. recently for the first time. That was last year, I think it was, or was it the year Way before? Way to go, Hitler! Yeah, I know, right? Um, I really liked Watchmen. It makes me sad that Alan Moore is so batshit crazy because he writes such great books every now and then. Yep. Um, I love even the DC like pre-Watchmen books. A couple of those were actually good. I, I just read all the before what. Actually, I just sold them on eBay just last week. Um, the, like, I, some I of them are all, bad. But all some of them are really the good. majority of them are good, and they're kind of fun because you get to experience the characters without it being the whole world-ending scenario. So you get to kind of get into their personalities, and some of them like, unfortunately, like Rorschach and Comedian, two of the best characters in the actual Watchmen book. I thought. Their books were some of the weaker ones in the wow. before Watchmen. So I really liked Silk Spectre, which I didn't expect. Yeah, I know. Because it was different. It was more like about the 70s and hippies and Woodstock and all that stuff. It was just kind of a cool little side story. Um, Ozymandias, of course, was my favorite in the yeah. books. That's you like, were, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, I would be. I know. Whatever, Drew. I get it. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. That's an easy joke I'm to make. I'm just saying Austin, Austin Smith likes really rich, good-looking males in shape. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying he was wearing mantis, guys. What's wrong with mantis? I mean, Watchmen is on the record reading like if you listed 10 or 12 of the, yeah, the required for sure. comics for anybody to read Watchmen's definitely on it so I was afraid it wouldn't live up to the hype and it definitely did uh, Malcolm Rush the man from Japan wants to know <laughs> what's the best jack of all trades hero clicks the one you can put in for pretty much any kind of role on your team you guys are doing a great job have a great week well there's the super guy I don't know if you've heard of him his name's like super, super lad, super, super something. Matter super eater dude. lad, matter eater lad. Yeah, matter eater lad. There we go, matter eater lad. Superman super said, um, "That's eater tough. Lad. That is. Tough. I would say most Batman are good jack of all trades yeah. because they're generally good yeah. attackers, but also have either outwit, perp, or prog. Um, Brother Voodoo is pretty good. There's a couple pick a power Green Lanterns that are pretty good. That's that's true. I think with pick a power. I would go with most Batman. Oh, you know who the. The Trinity War Batman. Yes. Because he has the prob at times when he has no actual he has prob. He also has that wit and perp, and he has the pick a power utility belt. And attack and damage like, powers are the ones you really want to pick anyway. I, that would be my pick. Chaos War Scarlet Witch. Who needs anything else? <laughs> right, but it can't attack though. Yeah. Worth the crap. Doesn't it have like Pensai on lower dial? I think on the top one it does. Yeah, on but even one. either one, it only has like a nine attack. But yeah, it's not too bad. It it definitely is a jack of all trades in the support department. That's for sure. Um, I don't know, like mud gold, mud gold, yeah, mud gold. Hey, Austin and I both did really well. I love that mud gold, dude. I'm not talking shit. Oh no, he's out of modern now. <laughs> Gosh dang it! There goes all my team ideas. I'm going to check the Gmails where we had a couple. Will Holland was the only one to correctly guess last week's video game uh, theme song, which was... The song from Cheers. T-R-O-Y by Pete Rock, and it's from NBA Street Volume 2. He has a question. Have you guys talked about the Quinjet tech yet? Um, No, but we can. We sort of... We'll, well, we had a question about somebody uh, saying he thought it, wrong, I think. he thought it was broken, and it kind of he was like kind he was like help explain it, and we came kind of came to the conclusion that it's really good, but it's not really broken. Yeah, um, there's one broken aspect of it, and that's the fact that you can call in characters, ID card characters, and then put them in. Yeah, the, that's pretty dumb. The jet. That's really the only thing. Now in the meta game, with that jet costing so or um. 
Yeah, it's called the jet, right? Yeah, the Quinjet. 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 With the Quinjet costing so much points in a 300-point scenario, it's not as big of a deal. But in the bigger points games, it can be abused, and we've already seen it abused. It's pretty easy to, to I abuse I don't know. It. it won a rock. So um, It's good. I expect it to be changed because it does not. it definitely does not seem intent to me that they list call like in characters can't be can't do anything, but they forget to mention pilots of vehicles. I I think they shouldn't. I think the intent is for them to not be able to come off the board. Period. For yeah. any game. Effects. I think the vehicle changes came after the Quinjet's printing, of course. Because, I agree. Um, it Seems kind of evident, actually. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did we? Oh, so some people. Uh, Garrett was trying to catch up on the podcast. He says, "Been I've been listening for." since you guys started for over two years and I was behind I was trying to catch up and he said for some reason I can't find your episode 110 for some reason I find two that have episode 100 uh, 111 that's because that one week we said we were on episode 111 and we jumped the gun we were really on 110 so trust us on Podbean if it's labeled 110 this goes for anybody out there on iTunes probably anything if it's labeled 110 it is 110. We may intro the show when we talk as 111, but it is actually 110. No, there's a secret episode 110, and it's pretty sexy. It's a lot of us talking in deep voices. Jesse Robertson said the, sh- the show sounded great last week. Didn't hear anything wrong with the audio. Well, now we're in a, a... In a garage. Once again, in a totally even different room. So we'll see how I'm sorry, in, in a cool, happening bachelor pad. That's what <laughs> real the, people say, isn't is it? it? Your mom's garage is a cool... It is my mother's garage. <laughs> Seeing as you guys are big Punisher fans... talk shit about my mom so I can go get her because I will, Drew. <laughs> Don't even test me. Seeing as you guys are big Punisher fans, what did you guys think of Weapons Cash Punisher? I'm excited to try him out. We've talked about him a little bit. I think uh, he's a pretty cool figure. Okay. I don't know that he's amazing, he's, but I definitely will play him. I don't him. know how I feel about him. I'll have to try him. As honestly. I said, I would have rather it been Pick a Power. I would have rather... Like he picks up a weapon and he chooses Energy Explosion and then he has it till he uses I want to try him with Entities just to see... So, Drake McGavin, let's make sure we answer all the questions. Drake McGavin, professional golfer. <laughs> Shooter. Shooter me out. <laughs> let's make sure we answered all what? of his. What? We're, we're just going to let that one slide. Have you ever seen Billy Madison? Oh, yeah. Duh. I eat pieces of shit like you for yeah. breakfast. <laughs> it, it looks like we did answer. Well, all you know why Drew's so salty all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy. Don't do that again. I the only remind one you of your uncle. Reminds <laughs> the only one that we have. Uh, my father. The yeah, only one. Say, my father. father. The only one we have to wrap up is. Uh, are right. any of you guys collecting ID cards? Granted, most of them really aren't worth trying to go for. No. But are there any that you have to go out of your way to really get? Um, any of them that are valuable so I can resell them. <laughs> wow, that's a typical Austin Smith answer. It is. I Honestly, I've been I've been letting anybody print and play. I even have the con exclusives that print and played myself, and we just use them at our venue as if they were... Especially now that they've announced a Power Cosmic and Auto Breakaway one as con right. exclusives. It just seems silly to make people try to pay $75, $100 for these things when we can literally just print them okay, out and use them in the exact same capacity. Yet, really? Some of them are. A couple of the con exclusive ones are. Oh, yeah. my God. oh, you mean the ones that just came out? Jesus Christ. So, If you pay that much no, for that. No, we, we just print them and play them, but we're a very laid-back... I mean, 
area and particularly our venue specifically. So, all right. So with that said, we're going to wrap up the actual normal episode. If you do not want Kingdom Come spoiled for you, you haven't read it yet. I'll give you a hint. There's a lot of come in the podcast First here. Off, I really don't remember that part, Drew. But I don't I, either. But I know. think he downloaded the wrong. Book I, think I, the, I think I got. I think I got the wrong book. <laughs> He literally just downloads the porn version of it. It's the same artist. Austin Smith, I got my copy legally on the street corner. What are you talking about? <laughs> From a bootlegger in a back alley. <laughs> on, the, on the Silver Age Valley. Yeah, he's, he's down. I, I got a guy down the street. <laughs> if you don't want to join us for Comics Talk, we'll see you next week. Yep, later guys. So our comics discussion this week is Kingdom Come, and uh. it is by, that lasted a long time, Alex Ross is the amazing artist on this book. I don't know. And Mark Wade, who is a very hit or miss author. He he writes some amazing freaking books, and then he, he writes, writes some, some horse shit books. Yeah. Uh, this was a four-issue miniseries all the way back in 1996, and it's of the Elseworlds imprint. If you're unfamiliar with that... It is DC's series where they can basically do whatever the heck they want and the stories are not canon. Sort of like what Marvel's Ultimate Universe was meant or to be. Or their what if stuff. And now basically what Marvel's what if is. Um, as I said, this is a book that's often praised for its art. It is definitely one of the best uh, art style, art, uh, art however you want to it's say it. It's a very specific style. Like It's almost like a realism. Well, it's style. actually painted. It's yeah. painted in, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this. I actually was just reading about this this morning because I did not know that it was actually oh, painted. It's painted in gauche, which is essentially an opaque. I took art classes. I'm ashamed. <laughs> it, it's a, essentially an opaque watercolor hey, hey, painting. You're talking to two artsy people here. So this book is actually painted, technically. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really cool. And then scanned in, I assume, um, which explains why a lot of the colors are just really, really well done. The premise of the story is it's set in the future. It's obviously on a separate world, so none of this, don't think of any of this as canon. Aww. But it is pretty, most of the characters are very true yeah. to their actual. They are. You know what I mean? It's, this isn't Red Sun, where everything is It is, is like is a totally direct branch, crazy. kind of, as right. opposed to. So, it's set a few years in the future. Most of the traditional superheroes, like the Trinity, and the, even just the typical Justice League, they've all retired at this point, or they are retiring and this new breed of heroes are very dangerous, kind of... They just don't give a shit about civilians. Fly by the handle a lot. There's a lot of civilian casualties. Uh, some of them are children of the old school, you know, the modern day heroes for us. And so things get a little out of hand when Magog, who is one of the, the new heroes, uh, basically does... Marvel basically copied off of this book in Civil War. They basically had Nitro explode and cause all these casualties which made Civil War happen. And Kingdom Come basically did it ten years before with this book. Parasite. Where Parasite and Magog have this big fight and Parasite basically... Splits Adam. Yeah, splits Adam. Captain Adam, sirs. That's true, that's true. The, yeah, I don't good know point. Happens. I forgot. Parasite causes Captain Adam to split open. Yeah, he causes a giant explosion. Captain Adam like charges in, and Parasite's about to you know die or something. 
and he jumps into uh, Captain Adam and splits him in half. So several civilian uh, casualties happen, Millions. including they wipe out, yeah. including the Kent family. Yeah. Um, so Superman's all obviously Butter. has all this trauma, <laughs> you know, mental trauma about that. Kansas is unusable. The entire breadbasket of America's gone. America's mm-hmm. economy tanks. It just kind of der- the whole entire country kind of derails from there. And, and Su- Superman's been on his own in solitary this whole he's time. He's been he farming. Yeah. Virtual farming. Yeah, he doesn't want to get involved with any of this. He's got a ponytail. Yeah. He's he like, shirt- I like him with the ponytail. Yeah. He's shirtless and overalls. He's like doing work on a farm. Like, this is his a foot's up on a John Deere. I was like, I see like, why this is called Kingdom Come, all right. <laughs> we, like, we, also, we also forgot to mention like the most two important characters of the story. Which are Norman McKay, some preacher, out, right? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. And the Spectre. narrator and the Specter, who so this is awesome. I love this. This whole story is actually told through the eyes of a, a random character who has nothing to do with anything in the past before this book. Uh, who is essentially a, he was a priest, right? Or, he's, yeah, a he's a preacher, yeah. And he's at the bedside. He of, was uh, uh, he was friends with the Sandman, yeah. uh, West right? Of the original, yeah. not not Vertigo Sandman, not Vertigo Sandman, the but old Sandman with the gas Hebrew. mask and right. the fedora. So the whole <laughs> Spectre comes to him, says, "I'm going to show you what's going to happen in the uh, over the next coming uh, years." Because of this, and so they, it's almost like a Ghost of Christmas Past type thing. Yeah, and I like that narration. It was style. really, it was, it, was, it was interesting. It was, it was cool because it lets you see all the sides of the story without. It explains why this book is being told from the third person, which isn't necessary in comics, but it's nice when it happens because it makes it almost feel more like a movie, yeah. type thing. I think so, Kingdom Come would make a great movie, actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Civil War would too, but well. Yeah, I was about to say. But I mean, I think the actual Civil War story would end. With the Union and the Confederacy? Yeah, I mean, they've made a couple (laughs) movies about that, Hunter. The movie Civil War we're going to get from Marvel is not going to be anything like the actual comics. But anyway, uh, I digress. It's just Cap and Tony Um, fighting and kissing. (laughs) I do like the whole biblical analogy, too, where they're going through, like, the story of Revelation, like, word by word. Yeah. He has the visions from, and the Spectre... Uh, the, the the legal copy I downloaded from <laughs> came with this old companion. Yeah, that's the one I got too. Yeah, actually. I was actually checking it out, and there's like hints to the Watchmen and mm-hmm. like yeah, just other stuff. So um, it's actually a neat watch, little. Who watches the movie? Austin Smith is the answer you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Batman plays an interesting role in this book. Because he's not really on the hero side, yeah. or at least you don't think he is until the end. You don't think he. But is. in typical Batman fashion, he's has a masterful plan that all comes out at the end. But uh, essentially, there's a very cool panel, a few very cool pages there's, actually. There's a lot of cool pages when Superman comes and approaches Batman. <laughs> there's a bunch of fun, funny banter between those two, and like Superman disappearing on Batman, and then yeah. Batman's like, "So that's what that feels." There's like. There's some clever one-liners that Bruce kind of jabs in here and there when they're talking. That it's it's worth a second look if you kind of forgot about it. Um, and so Batman kind of is playing the background in this story, and. Uh, Kind of sides with Lex. Oh, we forgot to mention Lex's whole role. Yeah, Lex movie. runs Lex. an entire organization dedicated to undoing... Because the problem with the metahuman threat, and metahumans just not caring about civilians, just running around doing whatever they want, is that humans literally can't stop them. There is nothing humans could do to just remove all the metahumans. So Lex gets together a bunch of shitheads like the Vandal Riddler Savage. and Vandal Savage and... Catwoman. Catwoman. 
Um, a few other uh, heroes that you don't see a whole lot, or uh, villains that you don't see yeah. a whole lot. And I can't. this uh, Billy guy. Right, and then and Billy well, Batson. Probably the who most important. Don't, who uh, essentially, in, in this world, they don't know, no one knows that Billy Batson is Shazam, yeah. except for Lex Luthor. That's the thing that's kind of weird, because the whole book, I'm like... How come no one there yeah, knows? Yeah. And then it finally, I was like, oh, okay. And I forgot. This is another world. And it's easy to forget on this Elseworlds book because, like we said, most of, the characters, most of the characters are just like the regular yeah. DC Universe. So you kind of do forget that you're reading an Elseworlds print. But in this world, no one knows that Billy Batson is Shazam. And Lex um, essentially froze, mind-controlled Billy Batson essentially he to pushed, stay in human form and not in God form. He pushes the Shazam personality basically back into Billy's mind and kind of makes him brainwash into believing since heroes are evil and he has a hero locked inside of him that he's evil and that the only way he can get it get rid of it is to basically... And Batman yeah, is, we'll apparently knows this and he he is the only one who's figured it out the whole time. Because he's Batman. Because he's Batman and he he's knows everything. Because Batman. Batman, Batman knows everything. Oh, we forgot to mention Batman has really badass futuristic robots which are amazing I should, and should I, be in I always place. thought he was just like paralyzed the entire time because he had on that yeah, I, piece. I, was like, I thought like Bane broke his back or something again and this is him in a full back brace because he wears it even at he, the end he, when he's he, at the diner. He has to have it but it's not. it doesn't keep him from like walking or anything. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, maybe it is. From maybe Bane. Bane's back. Well, because he talks something about he Arkham does, Asylum getting blown up. Yeah, he does then, mention to Superman that Arkham Asylum got blown up and Blackgate and all these other. And places. he has to fight, and, and like there's a couple survivors. And the Batcave is actually like super trash. There's like a Joker yeah. card in there. There's a. I took some pictures on my phone. Like there, those are some really badass panels when it first shows the Batcave and it's like all destroyed and the pennies like all rolled over actually, and the dinosaurs all torn up and everything. One of my favorite panels is actually Magog. Uh, the reason Superman gets kicked out of Metropolis and kind of goes off on a solitary thing is because Joker comes to Metropolis and kills the entire Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Like, he straight up just gasses yeah. and Including kills Lois, including right? Including Lois. And so when the Joker is being carried away, Magog, who is a new hero at this time, walks up and just blasts the Joker and kills him. And, like, that panel actually is kind of cool because it does a little, like, allusion almost to the Lee Harvey Oswald assassination where he's walking right. through and then he gets shot. Um... That was like because when that happened, I was like, "Whoa!" Everyone talks about just killing the Joker and getting it over with, and it's kind of interesting to see them actually get away, or actually do it. Yeah, and that's what kind of pushes Magog to the forefront, and he becomes like a legend because everyone's like, "Well, why didn't Batman kill this guy a long time ago and stop this from happening? And why didn't Superman?" So Magog kind of starts his own super team from that, and they go on their killing rampages of villains and blow up Blackgate. And Bruce kind of brings that up to Clark a lot, like basically, you should have been the one to do that. If anyone but, was going to do it. Right, if somebody's going to do it. But and Clark kind of says, well, you know, that's kind of our thing. Neither we of don't us will that. ever kill. <laughs> Anyways, it, that's a big dynamic in the first half of the book is the whole, dude, which way is right? Which way really is right? Should they, should they have been, you know, really being, should they have killed when necessary or should they not? You know, whatever. So, anyways, it wraps up really nicely. Uh, Bruce kind of, Reveals his plan at the last second. Gets Shazam. Uh, Lex before Bruce can basically get Shazam under wraps. Lex sets him free. Yeah. With a little code word type thing, and uh, then the battle ensues from there. 
Um, they, they have kind of like a Civil War fight because the modern-day hero teams that are all crazy, mm-hmm. um, they also appear like they're going to side with Lex and are really siding with Batman the whole time, so yeah. they flip-flop at the end. Yeah. It yeah. all comes together in the end. Um, the thing is, like they uh, they take Green Lanterns running like um, a giant, a giant. <laughs> well, there's that sort of like a satellite. Type I, I like, thing. but there's also the prison that's made out of the old Legion of Doom. Yeah, they call it the cool. Gulag or something. Yeah, and uh, that's where everything goes down. And mm-hmm. uh, we have the big three way free for all, basically. Yeah. Because even Wonder Woman splits apart from Superman's ideology because she starts thinking we just need. To kill out. Right. That's 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 right. I was I knew there was a reason yeah. I was bringing up that whole kill dynamic thing. That's because at the end it kind of comes full circle because Wonder Woman sort of changes her mind and decides and that decides that the, it is going to be necessary for this fight or else all these people are going to die. Which yeah. again comes full circle to the whole reason that things are the way they are in the first place. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Of, you just need to read it. There's a whole lot of character development and stuff. I have one um, issue with Kingdom Come though. What is it? And that is, I feel like once the nuke happens and Superman goes to the UN, after that, it kind of just goes happy ending wrap up. And I feel like it was too quick. Like I feel like it went Superman's at the UN, pissed off because all these superheroes just died, and it's like. Flash forward, panel, this is all fixed, this is all fixed. They're all at the diner, and now it's just them um, wrapping up. Well, you gotta, like, Superman was, was about to fucking kill was. everyone. So, um, yeah. I mean, and they didn't have, I'm sure they didn't have a lot of whole, like, what are you gonna do after a nuke kills everybody, Austin? Like, but what, I mean, you could have gone more into like, Superman freaking out for a little bit, at least. Well, or, that's like, why, it was, they didn't want... It was sort of the, it, it almost goes again with my movie thing. It was basically the fade yeah. to commercial moment. Yeah. Because it made you sit for a second before you flipped the page and be like, what did he do? Did he save the yeah. Did he save the world or did he let it die? And it, it, it's gonna, when it comes back to, from the commercial break, basically. No, like that, that was, I love that actually, where you go to Billy and you're like, oh man, what's gonna happen? You flip it and then wasteland. Um, but I mean, like, after, I, get I didn't like saying. the rap. But I feel like that in every event book. That's but true. it's kind of inevitable because you have all this crazy shit happening, and at some point it hits a climax, and then it Everything has to be. It's yeah. done. It's just, but it does have a really nice moment when Norman tries to talk Superman out of killing the yeah. entire fucking No, I really race. like that. Right, right. Um, and then it just comes down, and there's a nice ending. I didn't have a problem with it. I just didn't like the Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman happy ending at the diner kind of thing. Why? It's, I don't know. It was just kind of... What's wrong? Okay, so... I get, I'm fine with a happy ending. I just apparently you're not. What do you like? Why don't you test me, Drew? Why don't you see if I like a happy ending? Uh, I got an Asian lady down the street. Four things get out of hand here. Out of hand. Or, like in, hand, hand, or in hand. Not, uh, next comics talk is going to be about Batman and Superman public enemies. If you want to, let's say let's do it uh, next week. No, let's. We always give people because people have to have time to if they want to do. Uh, if they want to order those that are keeping along with us, let's give them three weeks. Let's say. Damn, that's a long time. Is it long? But well, we brought it up last two weeks ago, though, didn't we? Yeah. All right, we'll say two weeks from today. So two weeks from today, we're going to talk about public enemies. If you want to pick it up in trade form, there is a trade that came out in two thousand five. Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, and it's only, gosh, the reprint version is only seven bucks on mycomicshop.com. I'd pick that shit up. It's uh, number one through six. There's only six issues. Pretty quick, pretty fun. Uh, by Loeb and Tim Sale. Again, not one of the best 
books ever, but Austin wanted to, yeah, us I to wanted... read a good only like only Superman Batman based story. So this is a good one. It also has a decent animated film, which I think is on Netflix. If you read the book and you want to watch that on Netflix, uh, I'd recommend that too. It's not one of the best, but it's not too bad. Some of those animated films are awful. This is one of the non-awful ones, I'll say that. Oh, much. don't say that on the internet. The internet seems to think everything DC animated makes us gold. I agree. Most of it is pretty good. Yeah. but No, yeah. I'm not saying, like, it especially compared be. to Marvel. but It can't all be good. Yeah. But anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Later, guys.